Let's begin now. And it is a Sunday here on 610 Sports Radio. Dusty Like is with you. Grant Nicholson with you all the way until noon. I feel like the most dangerous thing in the world, other than a balloon, might be DoorDash. I think I have a problem. By the way, Grant, our, uh, Our Instacart guy dropped by on Friday night. I was doing the show. The guy who got a date? Yeah. Okay. He said, hey, Dusty, it's Instacart guy. I'm going on date number four with Raspberry Girl. You don't believe it. Number four already? I mean, it's been two weeks. I guess. Like, if you're dating a girl... How many dates have you going on in two and a half weeks? I'm not going on four, but not at the start, at least. You're going on two? Yeah, probably. Okay. I mean, this man fell in love. He c- Clearly he did. With raspberries. And that was it. It's his favorite fruit now. What is your favorite fruit? Pineapple, probably. Really? Yeah, pineapple or kiwi. I like the tropical stuff. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right. Most people be like bananas, strawberries. You went straight dragon fruit. Yeah, for sure. Everyone has bananas. Everyone eats bananas, man. Not everybody. Some people don't like it. Some people don't like that little, like, those little pube the, strings the that come off the side. Or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah. My stepdad hates bananas, man. Hates it. Top three fruits, though. Watermelon. Green apples. Bananas, bro. I think that's where I'd put them. You know Vern's back, if you missed him. He was on yesterday for the... Was that Royals Fan Fest? Is that what that... They do at the stadium now? I guess they just ran out of spots. Um, you know Vern's back because the text line 913 um, is, uh, is 100% flooded with Vern questions, which people act like they're not interested in the Royals. And then Vern cracks a microphone and it's like stepping on a twig in a zombie apocalypse. Everybody's heads turn, and they go straight to Vern. And the first text on the text line says, can Patrick Mahomes pitch for us? No, he cannot. The last thing you need is for that man to have Tommy Johnson. You don't want that. And I think somebody might still be on the text line. 
Because, Grant, I made a huge mistake on Friday night. I said the Chiefs. I heard this part. <laughs> yeah. I said the Chiefs won a Super Bowl wearing white jerseys. Boy, did they not win a, world, a Super Bowl wearing white jerseys. People were really mad about that. Yeah, well. I don't know if they were mad or if they were just upset with me. Because that was a huge mistake. Wrong, Dustman. 2019-2020, Chiefs were red. White was by the Niners. But one thing I did want to talk about that we talked about on Sunday, or on Friday, that we'll talk about today on Sunday, 913-586-7610, this is After Hours, Dusty Lagos, Grant Nicholson with you, is that it would appear that they're showing every Super Bowl on NFL Network. And right now they're in 97. So it's Green Bay versus Denver. John Elway's first Super Bowl. And I think one thing that's kind of funny is that when we put Patrick Mahomes' name in conversation of some of the best to ever do it, if, in fact, he were to win this set, this this a week from today, because we're now officially a week until next Super Bowl, which, by the way, Cody and Gold and Nick will all be there. I still have not decided if I will hitchhike starting tomorrow. I think I should. Great company. Terrible sports takes. Hitchhike. Um, and... I think if Patrick Mahomes does, in fact, win a championship on Sunday, a week from today, I think we have to have a serious conversation if he is a top-five quarterback in the history of the NFL. And I know a lot of people would say, hey, pump the brakes, pump the brakes. Let's just, let's get a win first. That's what I'm saying. Super Bowls and championships are and maybe maybe Super Bowls are a little bit easier to define legacies. But when it comes to one Patrick Mahomes, who will be playing in his third Super Bowl in five years, there is no guarantee that he'll go on a run like this again the rest of his career. And if he does win this game, I think you have to have a serious conversation with yourself, with your group of friends, as to where he ranks all time. Because there's only a select few that have won two. And there's a very rare select few that have won more than two. Right? Brady, Bradshaw, Montana. Not many more. Elway won two. Roethlisberger's got two. Eli, I guess if you want to put him in there. I think Eli kind of is the outlier of the entire group. I think Eli Manning is a Hall of Famer. I think he is a good quarterback. You know, don't get me wrong on that. But we're not putting Eli in the top five. And when you think about where... Patrick Mahomes' legacy can be stapled. I think you also have to look at the longevity of his career. Like, he's 27 years old. A championship on Sunday 
would give him two titles in five years and have been to three Super Bowls. And the only Super Bowl that he would have lost was to Tom Brady with a depleted offensive line, which, sure, I'm making excuses, but they seem relevant for this conversation. You would have then... By the time you're 27 years old, done more than what Elway did, what Brett Favre did, obviously what Dan Marino did. And people were asking me, they're like, well, what about, why does everybody forget about Terry Bradshaw? Why does everybody, you know, leave Terry Bradshaw out of the conversation? And the, and the main reason is because of the numbers that surround his legacy. Like, yes, Terry Bradshaw won four Super Bowls. But it wasn't like he did it a lot himself and Patrick Mahomes is one of those quarterbacks like a John Elway like a Joe Montana like a Tom Brady where there were times in his run at championships where he just kind of you know were moments where it was like okay well only he can do that right like in that game against Cincinnati his top three wide receivers are out like he had MVS and Travis Kelsey that's not a knock on those two, but I mean, that's his starting tight end and what a lot of people would probably agree is his third best receiver on the squad. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he had MVS and he wasn't marching down the field like that. Six for 111 and a key touchdown at the end of the game. So when you wrap this conversation up and you, and you think about where Patrick Mahomes can be if in fact he does win two titles... You'd have to think with the amount of talent that he has, with the amount of time that Andy Reid is probably going to spend in the NFL moving forward, and the way that they have done things in his first five years, this will not be the last nor the you know least of a championship run that Patrick Mahomes will have. You'd have to think that if he gets two in five years, that there's a lot more to come for a Patrick Mahomes' future, right? Like Elway in this in this Super Bowl that they're showing in, on the NFL Network, I believe Elway at this time was like thirty five. Like Elway was on the on the back of a Terrell Davis, on the back of a Rod Smith, Ed McCaffrey, and a and a solid defense, a Neil Smith that had jumped ship to go win a ring, and played a Green Bay Packers team who was going for a back to back Super Bowl title. Brett Favre would never go to the Super Bowl again after this game. And Brett Favre was probably hitting the prime of his career. And Patrick Mahomes with a second title would then surpass Brett Favre if he has not already surpassed Brett Favre, which I think a lot of people would say that he has. A lot of people have a different opinion about Brett Favre these days, especially people that put money towards volleyball teams. Anyways, um, but the best part about this whole thing is that there's still a game to be played. And not to say that there is a millennial type of trophy, but even if Patrick Mahomes doesn't win, it's not the end of his career. There is still so much more that can be done, even though I do think this game is important. Why is it important? Obviously, it's a Super Bowl. But if you do this, there's something that I'll say on the other side that will leave nothing for explanation when it comes to the national media. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.
other great young QBs in the league now. Stats don't matter. Because that inflate offense, because the inflation of offensive numbers, it's new history with being written. But the other great QBs are also young, so Mahomes isn't out of reach. His Super Bowl numbers can be caught. So to talk about that, I don't know if you if you're understanding what I'm saying. And maybe you are, and maybe I'm just, you know, a little tired on a Sunday morning, but I don't think so. So how many playoff wins does Justin Herbert have? How many how many AFC championships does Josh Allen have? Joe Burrow got to a Super Bowl and was embarrassed by the Rams. May never get back. It's more than just a year of what they will consider Patrick Mahomes being great. Because it is kind of not poetic justice because poetic justice would be Patrick Mahomes beating Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. I think that would be like the perfect poetic justice. But with Tom Brady exiting stage left and Mahomes hitting center stage of the Super Bowl, it is that time to have the discussion of where Mahomes' legacy stands up. And again, the biggest if is if he can win this game. Nobody is giving him this title yet. At least I'm not. I think this is a tough matchup. They're obviously still underdogs. I think they will be underdogs all the way until they kick off on Sunday next week. But I think where the the texture gets lost in the conversation is, is that Patrick Mahomes will be 27 years old at the end of this season no matter what. And if Patrick Mahomes has a second title, a second Super Bowl MVP, and a second league MVP... That's things that, like, some guys that have played 15 years have never gotten. And, yes, I am not debating the young talent and the, and the records that are continuing to be broken by young quarterbacks. And I think that they will continue to be shattered. But, again, Patrick Mahomes led the league this year in passing yards and passing touchdowns. He's done that now twice in five years as a starter. He's also gone to three Super Bowls. That's three more than Josh Allen. That's three more than Justin Herbert. That's two more than Joe Burrow. That's three more than Trevor Lawrence. Those are the next wave of young, talented quarterbacks because we're seeing one wave completely disappear, which we can talk about that too because there is a new, there is a new type of group of bros that lead the NFL moving forward, right? We saw Tom Brady retire. So now Roethlisberger, Brady, Manning, Rivers, the other Manning, Drew Brees, they're all gone. The only one that's kind of hanging on is Aaron Rodgers. And I think Aaron Rodgers has maybe one year left. I think maybe one, maybe two. He goes somewhere, makes a splash, does the Tom Brady route, does the the veteran quarterback move where they play at a team for so long, go somewhere that's kind of set up to win, and has a seemingly successful season to end it. But, again, got to win on Sunday. 
I thought this was interesting because Twitter has things that tend to be trending in a top four list of movies, four-year-old virgin, stepbrothers, super bad, and pineapple express. And it said, how do you rank them? I don't know if it gets better than 40 year old virgin. After that, it's probably super bad for me. And then the other two are just kind of meh. Pineapple Express, probably third, fourth is Step. I'm not a huge Step Brothers fan. I thought it was a little over the top. Like putting beanbags on drum sets, 40 year old dudes fighting kids in a part in a in a playground. Licking, licking white turds. I'm not into that, man. Wasn't really into it. Pineapple Express, hilarious. Middle school Grant loves Step Brothers. Yeah. Just what? to be real honest. How does Grant like Step Brothers today? Grant hasn't seen it, probably mm-hmm. on purpose, for a few years. But that one's up there for me. 40 old virgin up there? Yeah, I'm not as big a fan of that one. Really? Yeah. Pineapple Express is fun. Pineapple Express is, like, I think underappreciated. Yeah, it's a good movie. I watched it a couple months ago. It's pretty good. I think a lot of people go into that movie, and they're like, oh, wow, it's a, it's, it's about weed. Kind of. Yeah. But, man, Danny McBride is, is on a whole other level in that movie. Isn't it kind of also about friendship? Yeah. <laughs> or, it's like, developing a friendship that you didn't think that you could develop because you had two different lifestyles. Right, isn't Seth Rogen like one of those guys that serves people? Yeah, he is. And then, and then, what's his face is uh, I can't think of his name right now. The stoner guy that's got a brother that looks just like him, Franco. Yeah, James, James Franco. Franco. And he's just like a dealer, right? He just kind of chills. Yeah. But he wants to be an architect. <laughs> yeah, let let him know how that works out. And, but I don't know, 40 Old Virgin was great, man. Like, it came out, like, when I was probably, like, a freshman. So, you got, like, 40, I had, like, like you got to think about the the run at those movies. We had, like, 40 Old Virgin, old school, wedding crashers, like, all that. Bang, bang, bang. Text line is Michael Jordan. I just hope one of these young studs turns out to be Kobe so we can see Mahomes really turn goat. I think if Mahomes wins this title, he's then chasing what will be the second greatest quarterback that we've ever seen. I don't think Mahomes will ever surpass Brady. I could be wrong. I could be terribly wrong. You know, you if you if you think Mahomes plays 15 years, and in 15 years he goes to six more Super Bowls, and he wins four of them, and he wins this one, he'd have what six rings. Still not even the same about as Brady. Not even, not even Brady's. <laughs> you can't do it. It's just a different. It's a different level. It's like, you know, we're on the brink of watching LeBron James surpass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's point scoring record. LeBron will still never pass Jordan when it comes to goat talks. It just won't happen, and it's easier to accept that for what it is. Right out of the shoot. Like, if you can accept that Patrick Mahomes will never surpass Brady's legacy, it'll be a lot easier for you. It'll be a lot easier for the national media. And that's kind of where we teased this on the other side was that 
if Mahomes wins, right, and and I get it, you know, people say, oh, well, it'll give him a year. It'll give him, you know, it'll give him a year or two for for people to, you know, kind of shut their mouth and and kind of, you know, in the debates of who would you rather have lead your franchise? Well, then now watch people put Mahomes in its own in his own category and not allow anybody else to really touch that area of current quarterbacks. Because that's all this year was, right? It was, you know, even uh, Dan Orlovsky, Grant's favorite sportscaster, he said, Joe Burrow is the greatest quarterback, or is the best quarterback. Patrick Mahomes is the best player. And then a week later, he's saying Patrick Mahomes is the top five quarterback of all time. And we got to stop that, for one thing. Like, we have to have that conversation be nipped in the bud. Like, we can't have that happen anymore. Because I don't think people realize how incredibly, insanely stupid and, and wild it is for the run that you're watching the Chiefs go on. A week from today, it'll be the Super Bowl Chiefs and Philadelphia. Uh, Cody Gold and Nick will all be down there in Phoenix uh, giving you all the coverage you need here for Six Cent Sports Radio, as long as, as well as Pete Sweeney, Mitch, Danan, Kling, all those guys will get down there as well. But the thing is, is Aaron Rodgers has played in one Super Bowl. One Super Bowl. Mahomes will play in three. Nobody else outside of Patrick Mahomes will play in more Super Bowls than Patrick Mahomes currently in the NFL. The national media doesn't want to see it, but the national media is going to see it if Patrick Mahomes does win, how everyone will turn and be like, you know what? Because I still think they need a ring on his finger from this year for them to really kind of solidify themselves as believers in what this is as Patrick Mahomes. Because again, a lot of us don't want to get burned by it. A lot of us don't want to see, you know, a young, talented star and put all these types of implications and all these sort of banners on them, and then they just disappear. Right, You don't want to get burned by that. But this ought to do it. right? This ought to be the, the end-all, be-all. If, in fact, a ring is placed on his finger. And I still think that he ought to put it on the middle finger when they get him and show the entire nation the second ring that he has won. Because as we all know, this is one of those things where Patrick Mahomes was doubted this year. This is a prove it to the world type of burn it all on fire and watch it burn type of mentality. Because when you look at what this year was supposed to be and what it currently is, it's completely different from what the national media thought it was going to be. It is not what they expected. But everybody here knows exactly what it is. On the other side, Andy Reid. Why is this important for Andy Reid? I think it's a little bit more than just it's against Philadelphia. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Back on an After Hours on a Sunday morning. I feel like we should have done this show live from a dispensary today. I live next to like two dispensaries in Missouri. Lines out the door. You think they're giving away like, I don't know, free weed. 
I get it. Some people just, you know, want to do it to do it because it's the legal thing to do now. It's like standing in line, watch cops drive by. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, hey, guess what I'm doing? I did have an interesting conversation with a group of friends last night as we played poker. Um, did better, you win any money? I did two hundred dollars. <laughs> nice. I actually, I actually that's played, well done. Yeah, I uh, I bought in for fifty, won two hundred, so left with two fifty total. I changed my style up. I just went like super aggressive. Really? Normally, I'll try to win like one or two hands and then sit back. Like a, I play poker like Andy Reid coaches football games. A lot of run game. Like to get to it. Well, oh, like to get okay. out to a fourteen point lead. And then just kind of, you know, sit back. I'm more there for the camaraderie than I am for, you know, making the big. Because you've always got that one guy that plays. He just wants every chip on the table and, and won't go until he gets it or until he's out of money. Um, You know, I, would, I wasn't about that, uh, that lazy game last night. I was more so like, look, I got Jack Nine offsuit. Let's raise pre-flop $7. 25 cents a chip. Busted the big blind out. All those little limp biscuit people that wanted to come in later on, you're out. Guess what? Guy calls me with ace queen. Guess what the flop is? Jack nine nine. Chasing a straight, hit a full house, game over, daddy. But we had a conversation that I insinuated, which was, Better movie, Gladiator, Dark Knight. It's the toughest conversation I've had with a group of friends because, and some people on Twitter kind of replied with with knowledgeable takes, and it seems that it's almost a 50-50, but that it is a tough pick one because I just watched Gladiator for the first time in a long time the other night, and I forgot how great that movie is. Not only that, but the soundtrack. I'm normally not into, like, scores. But, man, Gladiator gets me just, like, when you hear him, like, when he's dying at the very end and they come pick up his body. And if you haven't seen Gladiator and I've ruined it for you, I'm sorry. But, my God, you better, you are, you are sad if you have not seen Gladiator. And they're picking him up and they have that song in the background. I'm normally not into that kind of stuff, but that, that, that song gets me. It's up there with Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith and Armageddon. Alex Gold, Cody Tab, Nick have all landed in Phoenix. Gold has let you know via picture on Twitter that they are there. Um, one thing that I thought was interesting, and one thing I think the reason is the Chiefs remain successful is because of the way that people perceive Andy Reid and the way that Andy Reid has been impacting lives within football stadiums and locker rooms. Here's Frank Clark on his relationship with Andy Reid. I love him because of the man he is first, you know, not the coach, um, the man he is. And I feel like if you know him from that standpoint, um, you will be able to attest to what I'm saying. Um, A lot of guys know him as a coach and they only see the coach side of him. I've actually been fortunate enough to see the other side of him where I've had a lot of conversations with him, you know, from that standpoint and just, you know, helping me become a better father, helping me understand life a little bit more and some of my toughest situations that I have to endure over the last two years and um, just sticking by me, you know, understanding that, 
you know, guys do have, you know, some bad times. Guys do, you know, F up sometimes. But, you know, sometimes you got to have, you know, those guys there. You know, it's the guys there for those guys that mess up, you know, are just important, you know, for me. And um, for him, I mean, for me, having Coach Reed there, you know, um, was big, you know, because I don't – my father, man, he passed a few years ago, you know what I'm saying? I lost my father in the house fire a few years ago. So, you know, the father figures, you know, are, are there of a lack at times, you know what I mean? And um, having a guy like that, you know, I spend a lot of time with Coach, you know what I mean? We spend, what, 70% of our week we have to build You know, we ain't here from 8 in the morning to 6 at night sometimes, you know, in campus even longer. So um, I, I spent a lot of time with Andy, and um, we've, we've grown – we have, have a great relationship. So, um, you know, the things we ever talk about on the record and things we've talked about off the record have shaped our relationship and, um, you know, brung us so close, man. I feel like I'm able to talk about anything. And just, you know, winning that game, man, was, you know, one of those things. We kind of pissed it off the second year together. You know what I mean? We lost it, you know, out in Tampa Bay last year. You know, Bengals came in, got rid of us. And, you know, just to be able to get back, you know, my fourth year here is just dope. So interesting to hear somebody like Frank Clark, who I think is a man of two personalities. And he's somebody that, at least for me personally, when this time of season kicks off, he's one of those guys where, you love to have him on your team. And part of the reason why that is, is because of guys like Andy Reid that have really prepped Frank Clark, right? Like there could have been a whole like downward spiral with Frank Clark's career after stuff that he tells you, like his father passing away, um, the incident in California where the Uzi was in the bag, right? And he got suspended and all that type of stuff. Could have been a downward spiral. It wasn't. And when you look at what Andy Reid does with this team and how he reflects on these players, you kind of know that the culture has been built within the stadium and it bleeds out. I said before the break that there's more to this for Andy Reid than just beating Philadelphia, but it does start with this Super Bowl and Andy Reid versus Philadelphia. Why is because Philadelphia, whether you want to believe it or not, or whether you want to say this is, Kansas City media being biased, Philadelphia quit on Andy Reid. And I understand that Andy Reid had a lot of different, um, he had a lot of different jobs, maybe, or he had a lot of different types of control in Philadelphia, right? He was basically like GM, offense coordinator, head coach, director of player personnel, and maybe had too much on his plate. And then things kind of fizzled out. Andy Reid and that team started to not be as productive. And they decided to part ways. That was 10 years ago. Since then, Andy Reid has not had one losing season, not one, in Kansas City. His worst season, in fact, he was 9-7. and It was his second year as a head coach in Kansas City. Since then, he's done nothing but win 10 games or more. And he finally got the missing piece of his career, which was the dynamite quarterback. Now, granted, he had guys like McNabb and Vic and and, and all sorts of, of names that, that should have been and could have been great. McNabb was great, went to four straight AFC or NFC championship games, went to one Super Bowl, had, had Terrell Owens on one leg. But more so for Andy Reid, this would be second title solo. This would be one of those things where it's like, okay, well, how do you rank coaches all time? 
Well, depending on who you are, a lot of people might still have Don Shula number one, right? But after that, it's probably Bill Belichick. And then it's Andy Reid. And in fact, I wouldn't be mad if people were like, well, I'll put Bill Belichick as one, Andy Reid as two. But this game is important for Andy Reid's legacy more than just beating Philadelphia, more than just getting a second ring. I think it's more so because of, you know, hey, here we are, Andy Reid, championship game, Super Bowl. This hushes a lot of people up because there's a lot of people out there, and if you don't believe me, then just go watch, that still think Andy Reid has a little bit more to prove. He's got a little bit more to go. This slams the door in all of that, right? We talked about it earlier with Patrick Mahomes and what's a second ring do for his career long, long term. Well, it kind of just puts Patrick Mahomes in the driver's seat. This title lets Andy Reid take the exit, sit back, and be like, it doesn't matter what else I do. I'm going to have close to 350 wins. I'm the single, I'm the second winningest coach in, in NFL history in the playoffs. And now I've got two rings of my own. I have three total. The resume fills out itself, right? I've coached McNabb. I've coached Vic. I've coached Farb. I've coached Patrick Mahomes. Quarterback guru, checkbox, done. Two titles to prove that it's not a fluke, done. Completely dominated the AFC for 10 years, done. A lot goes into winning this title. And yes, it would be bittersweet if he could beat Philadelphia. This team's not going anywhere. In fact, I do have kind of a hot take. It's definitely not going to happen, but I always compare this team to the Golden State Warriors, and there's a way to do that on the other side when we come back on After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Has anybody ever called you a jabroni? Like, in all seriousness? No, no. I'm trying to figure out if that's, like, the nicest, disrespectful thing you could possibly say. Dan and Casey K. Good morning, Dusty. Chiefs will win by three touchdowns. Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP. Neil Lonejack just said. I guess. Some say Aaron Rodgers will go to the Jets. What do you think? Take care. Man, I don't really care what Aaron Rodgers does because I don't really care to care about Aaron Rodgers. Dean is confident, man. Have the Chiefs beat anybody by three touchdowns this season? Arizona? Back in week one? <laughs> Did they beat Tampa by three touchdowns? I have no idea. Did they beat the Niners by three? They beat the Niners by a lot. I think they beat the Niners, what was it, like 40, like 44 to 21? We'll look. It's real easy. So they beat Arizona 44 to 21. They beat Tampa by 10. They beat San Francisco by exactly 21. Yep. And those were it. And that's it. After that, it was kind of close games throughout. 
Well, at least the score would say, but I guess they beat the Raiders 31 to 13. As players start to depart to Phoenix. Trust me, I would I would love nothing more than the Chiefs to hang three touchdowns on uh on Philadelphia and just let's just let the night ride, you know? Let's just sit back and enjoy the hors d'oeuvres. Are you do, do you do the football thing like do you or do you just watch it at home? Cuz I'm on both sides of it. Like a buddy of mine wants to be the hostess with the mostest, right? Wants to have everybody over, wants to have fun, wants to enjoy it. But I'm also not opposed to like if you just want to chill with the lady or you got a roommate or you want to just hang out at the crib and watch it, I'm not opposed to that either. It's kind of one of those things where I kind of need to know the guest list yeah. before I decide to go or not. That's very Like, great. if I get invited, I'm like, all right, yeah, I'd be down, but who all is going to be there? Is it cool people? Is it people I don't really want to see? God, Gary's coming? Ugh. Like, yeah, man, he doesn't know anything about football. I'm not sure I want to hear him comment about M&M's commercials for three mo- three hours. Are we going to get an M&M's commercial? Yeah, for sure. Oh, uh, yeah. Maya Rudolph? Yeah, for sure. M&M's tried to go woke and then went back to sleep. Something like that, man. Because what was it? They 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 lowered the heel of the woman's shoe. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> and, then they, and then they said, we're done having, like, M&M's as our spokespeople? Caricatures or whatever it was? I used to think that the commercials were, like, kind of a fun part of it. But now we're getting, like, two weeks of, like, pre-commercials for the Super Bowl commercials. And they're spoiled now. Now the internet will just tell you, like, here's all the commercials you'll see on Super Bowl Sunday. I'm seeing advertisements for, like, a Breaking Bad commercial for some company. I'm like, well, that would have been fun to, like, see organically. But now I'm just ready for it. Yeah, now it's like, oh, when are we going to get it? It's pretty stupid. Was it last year that they did just the QR code? Do you remember that? They put, like, a QR code on the screen and it just, like. I don't remember. It got over, like, 3 million uh, searches because everyone's like, oh, I wonder what this QR code was. And then it, like, sent you to the website. (laughs) I don't know if I'm scanning just random QR codes. I'm sure it's Super Bowl, so it's probably That was pretty brilliant, though. Like, that's a brilliant Super Bowl sponsor or Super Bowl ad is to just put a QR code and how many just people will stand up to the to the TV screen and be like, oh, I wonder what this goes to. Pornhub. Boy, that really shocked the world. Only fans. Iggy Azela. Talk about somebody who really revamped their career. I forget what song she sang that was really popular. But now she's popular with OnlyFans. God bless her and her talents. I don't know what she does. I don't watch it. I just know about it. It's like when people say they read the articles. That's me. But real quick, before we end this 9 o'clock segment, I think it's interesting to think if the Chiefs want to be full Golden State Warriors, which a lot of people have kind of used that as a comparison in the past because when they had Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and everybody fired up on all cylinders, they could just, you know, put 21 on you in a blink of an eye like the Golden State Warriors could be down by 10 in the first quarter and then at halftime they're up 85 to 43 and you don't know what just happened. One of the comparisons that I've always wanted the Chiefs to do with the Golden State Warriors was when they're at their top, you go do a move that some think is egregious and unfair, but let alone makes your team that much better. 
Where would you say the Chiefs are the weakest right now? I would personally say it's the wide receiving core. Now, Patrick Mahomes makes wide receivers look a lot better than maybe they really are. But there's one wide receiver that plays for a team that is not going to be able to pay him. That wide receiver is T. Higgins. T. Higgins, in my opinion, is a wide receiver one on probably 12 NFL teams. The ones that he's not a wide receiver one on is because of the obvious. There's already a wide receiver one. But if the Chiefs were to somehow make it work, where they make a trade with the Cincinnati Bengals, which we know that's not happening. This is just a full-on fantasy thought of myself. We really got a plumber out here named Dick Ray? A TV's playing. It just says Dick Ray. 913 Dick Ray for plumbing. And the, the, the shirts on the TV just say, I love Dick. Ray. Fair. Um, but when Golden State went out and got Kevin Durant, they were at the top of their game. They didn't need Kevin Durant. But Kevin Durant solidified them above and beyond anybody else, and it wasn't even close. T. Higgins is that move the Chiefs wanted to do it. T. Higgins is not going to get paid by the Cincinnati Bengals. I can promise you that right now. They're going to pay Jamar Chase. They're going to pay Joe Burrow. There will not be enough room cap-wise to pay T. Higgins. Unless, of course, he goes for a low, low side of it. But they have control this year, and then next year is unrestricted free agent. And this is a year where I think Juju Smith-Schuster will join others and get a lot of money because his his field this week or this year, very weak, right? Like Juju's the top of the list. And I'm not disregarding how good Juju Smith-Schuster is, but again, 930 yards, three touchdowns, and that's going to get a lot of money in this year's market. T. Higgins probably wants a contract. Might play under a year without getting one. But there's a good chance Cincinnati looks around the league to see if they can trade him. Why say no if you're the Chiefs? And I saw the memes and I saw the gifs of Brett Veach calling Cincinnati. The percentage of them answering the phone is zero. Do not answer. Do not disturb is what's going on. And that's fine. But that's the type of move the Chiefs could make. You go win a Super Bowl and then go make a trade for like a top-notch receiver that's got two or three years left. Because next year, you know for a fact you're bringing back Tony, MVS, Skymore. Right? Those are the three 100% locks. McCall Hardman probably gone. Juju Smith-Schuster probably gone. Maybe. I don't know what Juju wants to do. But again, go make that move that can put you way over the top. Go make that Kevin Durant move, and then you will fully be healed. I'll explain again why the Chiefs are going to get there and also why they're not going anywhere because of one individual man. No, it's not Andy Reid, and no, it's not Patrick Mahomes. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. NBA fans.